Redefining podcasting. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. And overall bad Welcome, welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle Radio, Radio. with your hosts, your hosts Dave, Dave and Sean. And Sean. COVID people out there. Folks, friends, and fiends, thank you so much. I know uh, we were due to do a show uh, quite a while ago. Things happen, like COVID. Huh. Uh, how you doing, Sean? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't answer that. Things have been... 2020 uh, is over, my friend. It is. It is. We're uh, uh, a day and a half away. By the time people listen to this, uh, it'll be over. Uh We've got a lot of good music. We got a lot of uh, friends out there that listen, and uh, I want to thank everybody because we are at an enormous amount of downloads and listens. And I can show this to all you artists out there that, that are interested. We have pa- surpassed twelve hundred listens and downloads daily, and that's pretty damn good. Yeah, that's that's yes. actually really. It is good, and I want to say thank you actually to somebody who sent some swag here. Uh, let's see, Fans United Black Exclusive. Anyway, that's the shirt. Fans United, they make T-shirts, and I got a black exclusive. Two shirts that uh, they basically make horror T-shirts. Um, I'm wearing one that says Horror Nerd right now, and um, they sent me two. It was really nice. I'd give you one, but you're not here. So uh, a shout-out to Horror Fans United. And thank you for the T-shirts. I appreciate that, guys. Um, so, yeah, it's been a messed up year. Lots going on. Um, we may as well start with something dark. Uh, the Mark Lanigan book that you introduced me to, Sean. Yeah, Sing Backwards and Weep. Uh, yeah. Is it is gently at the end of it? I can't remember. I'm not you sure. I have a book with you right now. I Probably, can't remember, yeah, I have your book. Um, yeah. Sing Backwards yeah, and Weep. It ends with, yeah, Weep. Um, wow. Uh, dark from beginning yeah. to end. Um I would I would say he's a villain, but is he a villain? He's an anti-hero, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but wow, I mean Yeah, wow. That man lived a I don't even I can't even think of the words to describe the kind of life that he's lived and the bad luck by his own hand that he's had. Yes, bad decisions. And, um, you know, and, and, and just, to I think, uh, a result of the lifestyle lived, you know, obviously other people from 
from the grunge era time period, um, you know, succumb to the type of lifestyle that, that he's led and survived, you know, kind of like, you know, Al Jurgensen and, mm-hmm. and anybody else, you know, that's, that's lived that lifestyle, very hard drugs. And a lot of those guys cross over into this book. He was amazing friends. And this book only like made me love Kurt Cobain even more. Uh, just what a great effing guy he was to stick by Mark Lanigan. Um, for those that didn't read it, this is a spoiler. Fast forward if you want. Uh, the part that killed me was, and we all know about Kurt's uh, unplugged episode on MTV and the meat puppets showing up. Now, if you read the book, Mark Lanigan's book, he was invited. <laughs> and he missed the phone call. He just didn't pick up. And... Now, uh, I, was it was it that story that... Now, I, I'm thinking you're getting two storylines confused from the book. I, I actually think he did take that phone call. He just he didn't want to... He thought that people were like, well, Nirvana has... Who in the hell is this guy that Nirvana has coming out here to sing? Where did you sleep last night? In a way, you know, I, I did mix two stories. He he didn't pick up the phone for the phone call. <laughs> for the phone call, yeah. yeah and yeah, wow, yeah. that's I mean, more of a teaser, that, folks. That's got to be something that's very hard to live with, and um, not the first time for him. Uh, yeah, it wasn't the only time for him, and, and I just can't imagine having that kind of baggage. You know. Yeah. Um, you know those kind of skeletons, really, not really skeletons, but you know, you know what I mean in the in the closet, so yeah. to speak. I guess. Yeah, if there was a pirate ship in the uh, rock and metal and punk territory, he'd be. Uh, I, I'd say he'd be first mate with Al Jorgensen in charge. However, he would overthrow Al Jorgensen, as we actually found out in the book. He did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh boy. Did he ever? Guys, read, girls, read Mark Lanigan's book. It's fantastic. But, but you do feel dope sick while reading it. Oh, man. I tell you, I was burned out at the end of that book. Like, yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of novels that I've read, fiction novels, that, you know, by the end of it, you're just like, I can't believe what I read. Like, just yeah. wiped out. I was wiped out at the end of that book. Just, you know, I tore through the book. It didn't take me, you know, you know, but a, like a day or two to read through the book. It re- really didn't take all that much amount of time, but yes, I was just, I, I just, you know, he's a guy that, you know, you enigmatic. Yeah. Do you love to hate him or do you hate to love him? It's the same. Yeah. I, wow. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I mean, his music is very, 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 powerful deep Um, deep deep you know a lot of people especially like kurt cobain like you mentioned gave mark lanigan a lot of praises for uh his um songmanship and um you know uh like you were talking about earlier um kurt wanted to have mark um come on the unplug special and sing where did you sleep last night and kurt actually i think on the winding sheet which is mark lanigan's first solo album while he was still in the it. screaming trees yeah, they I, did I, do I, a cover I, that. Of, I love that it's it's so great that version's so great yeah and you know mark has a slightly different take on it it's in the same vein as what nirvana did and 
in the book, you'll read that, you know, Kurt wanted to sort of pay homage to the way that Mark did it. And, um, you know, uh, because, you know, he felt that deeply about Mark and his, uh, his craft, but, um, yeah. Wow. I mean, I just, it, it's a must read for people that are fans of music, I think. It's and, a uh, must read for anybody that's thinking about doing, um, heroin. <laughs> oh yeah. Rethink your life. It, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, there were parts that really stuck out and, and moments like where he, you know, lost loves. Um, the Brad Wilk part, who uh, ended up with the girl that he loved. Um, and he's just like, Mark, Bra Brad Wilk from Rage Against the Machine, he's just a nice guy. He's like, when when said girl, I think, was that the girl from Seven um, Years, uh, Seven Year Bitch? Uh, God, there were so many. But yeah, uh, one, I remember, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he really, really liked this girl. This is the one. This would have been the one. And he was like, he just says that one stung. And we all know what that's like. Yeah, for sure. But the uh, Kurt thing, too. Wait, I, I do want to mention this before we get off Kurt. Um, what got to me, too, was Kurt knew that he should have been on that unplugged session. He should have been there. And Kurt took him. And none of these people drive, by the way. They always have to find rides or walk long distances to find an ATM. And uh, he took him to an ATM. He used multiple cards to withdraw about three grand to pay Mark Lanigan for his time that he should have been on the unplugged session. That's the kind of guy Kurt was. Do you not remember that? I do. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just so many like um dark stories but warm stories too you know yeah, stories of absolutely their friendship yeah. his friendship with um lane staley you know uh mm -hmm. in the book he 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 mentions that um which, which way was it that lane was a twin but kurt was like a, a younger brother yeah 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 and um yeah i mean it's rough it's a rough book folks it yeah. is yeah yeah, yeah. It's definitely definitely check it out he actually has another book too it's called i am the wolf i have that book too i could let you borrow it okay. he has it it's 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 more of like a just uh a, 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 all of his solo work not collaborative work his solo work he did it's a lyric book and prior to the lyrics uh for for the song he um wrote little short story like there's like a one or two page short story before each album's lyrics and um that is what really kind of led other people to tell him like hey you should write a, a memoir mm -hmm. and um I, the uh sing backwards and weep that that memoir that we're that we've been talking about he uh he said in a in an interview that i read and i've I've gone back and, and, and listened to or watched several interviews that he's done. Um, he said he will never write another book. Absolutely. I, I mean, I know that he has way more stories to tell, but he's like, I just can't unload any more baggage or, or mm. something to that effect. You know, uh, it just it just really put a bad taste in his mouth. Um, but beyond the book, he, he did an album along with the book called straight songs of sorrow. And anybody that's a fan of his newer material, 
like um, the last couple albums that he's put out, it's it's very reminiscent in that vein, and it sort of is a an addition to the book, you okay. know, that, that he he uh, he did after he wrote the book. I wasn't aware yeah. that that there was a companion uh, record. Okay, that's interesting. Yep, it's called Straight Songs of Sorrow, and um, okay, uh, if you stream your music, you can obviously find it and listen to it. Um, uh, but if you buy your music, <laughs> I'm sure you can, you know, find it. I, I don't, I don't know if there's an album, like a physical copy. A lot of artists have really kind of gotten away from that. Um, you know, but a lot of artists still do do that. I mean, it's, it's just, a. Uh, you know, the expense is on the artist now to produce the physical copy, but the demand has to be there. So, mm-hmm. you know, as we, as we've seen recently with our friends in Godzillionaire, mm-hmm. they wanted to put out, um, you know, a vinyl record for negative balance, their newest album. And, and there was a lot of, uh, you know, they, they, they had to get so many fans to be enlisted for, to, to be able to, I guess really kind of pay for the cost of the albums to be produced. So yes, um, it's, it's, uh, it's not like the old days where the record company would front bands, all this money. I mean, right, right. you have to be a really established artist. Well, I yeah, think, it's, nowadays. it's like iTunes. I know people, you have to sell like uh 200 units it used to be when they started 200 units before you start making money. Yeah. It's all, uh, yeah. Put yourself forward and then you get nothing. Zero returns actually. Uh, it's probably actually very familiar to you with like indie publishing and stuff like that, right? With your books, you're you're correct. Um, with Burning Bull Publishing, um, I I do get fifty percent. Uh, the publisher gets twenty five, and uh, Amazon gets twenty five. Uh, so yeah, it's it's not diminishing returns. You get hit every time, which is nice. It's actually a better better deal than iTunes gives musicians right now but musicians can blow up overnight where my shit you know just kind of dwindles so yeah i totally yeah i relate that's true (laughs) i really i relate um but um but yeah mark lanigan i uh, unfortunately he was the soundtrack to my COVID experience uh but not not i was not like i was unfamiliar for folks that don't know who we're talking about Go back to Mad Season and dig up some of those YouTube videos with him and Lane. Lane Staley was one of his closest mates, and boy, did they share some stuff. Right, Sean? Like, some of that stuff, could you believe it? How about Lane and his dad hanging out with Lanigan all doing the same type of thing? Do you remember that? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay. Teaser, folks. Buy the book. Buy the book. Buy the book. Yeah. But uh, we're yeah, gonna. I I hope someday we can get Mark on the show. I think he's very reclusive and and hard to get a hold of. But uh, he's doing interviews now. He's doing interviews. Yeah, but we'll, we'll find a way. I never say no. Um, but yeah, so that's that. Mark Lanigan book, dude. All right, so let's get into some tunes. We got tunes going into the new year here, closing out this horrible year. Um, we're gonna start off actually with a friend of yours. Nick Murnos, uh, he's in Greece. Uh, God in a Cone is his band. Um, the song will be Love the Enemy. And the video, okay, you got to give this, give it a chance, folks. Don't just stick with the first opening riff. Hear it the whole way through. There's a musicianship through this, and he plays every instrument and is not afraid to show it in the video. Um, but yeah, listen, listen to God in a Cone, not coma, in a cone, like ice cream cone. 
love the enemy. Now, Sean, you introduced him to us or vice versa. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I vaguely remember how we made friends, but we became friends through social media. And, um, you know, he's had me listen to several of his, uh, you know, he, he does all kinds of music, you know, not just in the vein of music that you're going to hear in, in this clip. But um, he, uh, you know, we, we became friends through. So, and, and then once I got involved with you with the podcast, you know, I, tur- I turned him on to the podcast. So um, we've, we've listened to his stuff. I can't remember if we've played a track before in the past. I, I vaguely think that we did, but, mm-hmm. uh, I think we did. Yeah. But this, this is the new music that he's doing. And, you know, he's a self-produced artist. He does everything himself. I'm pretty sure he even does his own video work, you know, all the videography and it stuff. It appears so. so. And he does better than anybody in MTV ever did. If that's all him. <laughs> yeah. You know? I I just say all right. So let's get let's listen to some God in a Cone. Nick Murnos told you, buddy, we we're gonna play you, and uh, thank you, Sean, for introducing me to our new friend here. He's old friend. Uh, Love the enemy is a song, and uh, we'll get back to you with more uh, Kettle Whistle Radio. The idea here, folks, too. If you like any of these six bands that we play tonight, let us know which one you like the best, and they'll be our next interview. That is the game. All right, all right. Enjoy your COVID experience. We'll be right back.
gonna die Sorry back thank you so much that was god in a cone nick Miranos, love the enemy um yeah we uh, we were off the air and of course we had a great conversation sean we're talking about uh music development the natural progression of loving music and at the age of 12 you were at what you were going into the eurythmics and what else yeah i mean at that age i was listening to like eurythmics and you know i was telling you off air that um my parents you know the local pittsburgh uh, oldies radio station was um 94.5 and uh you know we'd we'd listen to old classic rock and oldies rock and um oldies tunes and blues and you know but when i when my musical adventure really sort of started to take off it was um, the Eurythmics and, and um, early Depeche Mode and Faith No More. Yeah. And, you know, that led into the early 90s. And then we were talking about how I said that, you know, my musical world just kind of exploded yeah. because you had the whole uh, the gr- I was never really big into like hair metal. Right. A lot of my friend, a lot of my friends were. But I mean, for me the albums that I listened to, like I was, I was mentioning to you the the very first cassettes that I ever got that were mine. Um, I remember, um, well, I I didn't mention one earlier. My dad bought us a a police record and a queen record. Nice. Wow. Holy. Wow. And then dichotomists of rock and roll. Yeah. They were like, I I, I, want to say they were like best of albums for the, for those guys. But, um, and, and then, um, for one birthday, I remember a friend that lived down the road got me Bon Jovi Slippery When Wet. And my grandma bought for me the first Beastie Boys record. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Your grandma? Yeah. My I'm grandma. not making fun. My grandmother bought me License to Ill on cassette for that same year for Christmas. Yeah. It was, it was amazing, you know. And then, of course, we got Appetite for Destruction. Okay, I just learned this. I'm sorry, guys. I just learned this. Our grandmas <laughs> bought us License to Ill. And my grandma, my grandma Laura, God bless her, Bottega, called them the Beastly Boys. <laughs> <laughs> 
I remember that because those were the I got those two albums and I got one of those uh, remote controlled cars, one of the really cool ones that would go really fast. And um, I uh, that that was I distinctly remember those things from my birthday. And then you know, as far as musical you know music goes, we got Appetite for Destruction, and yep. I think my brother might have bought Def Leppard's Hysteria, and we listened to that a lot. And of course. My friends at that time, and this is right before grunge took off, mm-hmm. we were listening to Ozzy Osbourne and Van Halen still and, and all that stuff. Yeah, and, and that's stuff I still listen to. But, you know, and then, of course, the music world exploded. Nirvana, Ministry, Nine yes. Inch Nails, Helmet, you know, yeah. all these bands, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, all that stuff, you know. The natural progression. Worked. It was a natural progression of rock and roll. Yeah. 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 And the and, a lot of people, yeah, there's a lot of glam guys that are really upset about that. I still listen to, I go back to LA Guns and listen to that. I can't listen to, uh, well, I like Appetite, but you already spoke about Guns N' Roses after that. I was done. But uh, I just, yeah, it's a natural progression. Even Def Leppard, I love them for the first three. Hysteria is the fourth. And fantastic. What a rallying effort. And what an incredible tour. And Queensryche opened up. I loved it. So that's good stuff. I think I don't know if those days are over, but man, those arena rock tours were amazing back then, kids. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna step aside from um, for a second here uh, from arena rock, and we're gonna play something. I enjoy this band. Wait, Sean, we could tease that. You had something. You had something else to say. I can tell. Well, I was gonna say, which kind of leads into where the next bit of music goes to. That you know, I I sort of took a diversion path for my friends a lot of my friends stuck with like the indie rock Mm -hmm. you know uh you know your minor threats and fugazis and Mm -hmm. and i listened to all that stuff i I love love all that music minor threat is you know black flag rollins band all that stuff i i listen to that stuff to this day but a lot of them sort of went the indie rock route and Mm -hmm. that avenue whereas i after grunge hit, they went more indie rock, but I went more industrial, and I went deep into the industrial well, you know. So, yes. mm-hmm. you know, I, I listened to all the old school stuff, Cabaret Voltaire and and Robin <laughs> Gristle and you went Voltaire, Brian Botton, and um, Skinny Puppy was like my go-to band, you know, from that time period, Front 242, mm-hmm. My Life, The Thrill Kill Call. I, I went down that well. And, um, you know, some of the, the next couple bands that we're going to listen to, you know, I really went down industrial and goth music. Mm-hmm. And I think these next couple bands that we're going to hear as, as our uh, episode goes on here kind of are really in the vein of that music so i agree uh, it had its place and a lollapalooza will be um well is evidence i went to every lollapalooza and they honestly they, they it was there well nine inch nails was on the first lollapalooza and they um were, well, let's face it they're a rock band that can play that industrial stuff live that's the difference i tell i say it all the people say oh you listen to industrial you, oh you like techno no, if these bands can get up on a stage and play it live, it's so different and so colorful that it keeps it interesting. And that, I thought Faith the More, they did it earlier, not industrial so much, but mixed up so many genres that I when it, when I when somebody asked me to explain Faith the More, by the way, who have a book out, um, 
Heather's reading it and I'm supposed to borrow that, whatever. I, I just found out too late. And uh, I'm so on that book, but so many genres. But the deal was, if you saw them live, and I did at the Ritz, I always talk about it. Faith No More just encompassed all of that in one night in under an hour and a half. (laughs) I love a band that can do that. Now, yeah, we're going down the industrial route now, folks. Hey, rock guys and girls, stick around afterwards. We got some heavy stuff going for you. But right now, I I dig this. Uh, They're called Goma. Capital G, lowercase O, capital M, lowercase A, if you want to search them on YouTube. Um, Yeah, Goma is part of Machine Man Records, and the song The Monitor is what we're going to play. And I just put the headphones on, crank it up, and I I think it's a fun song. I I really dig this. And I like the route. I I actually can't wait for further stuff from Goma. And uh, so let's play it. I don't know. Uh, What do you think, man? Yeah, definitely. Let's let's hear it. All right. Moving on, we'll get right back to you. Thanks for listening to the last songs of um, human culture. Hi, this is Martin Atkins from Public Image Limited, Killing Joke, Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, Pig Face and the Damage Manual and Murder Inc. and Brian Brain. And you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. So Dave, do you remember that show, Who's the Boss? Oh, do I. Were you a fan of that show? No. Um, <laughs> no. I liked that show when I was a kid. And, uh, you're, at the right, you're at the right age group. Well, I heard recently that there's going to be a revival, and uh, Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano are going to do a Q 
he's retired <laughs> and she's a single mom and she lives in the house that they like grew up in where Tony worked, you know, for, um, you know, for, for, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Oh, I can't remember her name, but the lady that he worked for as, uh, as a, yeah, you know, and, um, light, something light. Judith Light was her real name, but I can't remember her name. All right, all right, on the here, show. Let me tell you why I, I couldn't watch it. Well, for several reasons, <laughs> but I uh, um, uh, my my grandfather used to say that my mother looked like Judith Light, so that kind of took away anything that would be interesting for me. And then what? What's her face was what? Uh, what? what the, the, uh, Michelle? What's her name? Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano, yeah, and she was doing like commercials and all that. And I'd already been through Taxi with Tony Danza. Yes, okay, I watched it. And what was it, Benji? That oh, Jesus Christ! All right, I watched the show. Go ahead. I can't remember the kid's name. His real name was Danny Pintaro, I think. And uh, Benji. But um, yeah, I, I I think is at this point it's just going to be uh, Tony and Alyssa. Oh but, really? Uh, wow. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I wonder if it's going to go. You know similar to like what the Roseanne show did the, the oh, you know, well, eventually Roseanne was kicked off because of her comments, but <laughs> the almost you know, show, the almost biggest comeback of all time. Yeah. I mean, they, they were back for a season, I think. And then mm-hmm. for the, the second season, they threw her out because of her, her comments, you yep. know, political comments, very, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, very, very bad comments, but, um, you know, that, that is that show even still on? I don't know. The Connors. I, I think don't it, know. I, it, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, but people are know, very disappointed about it when it One went of on. my favorite shows is coming back on this week. It's called The Rookie with Nathan Fillion. Oh, wow, I love I, him. Oh, uh, Firefly. Come on. Nathan Fillion. Oh, yeah. I just recently rewatched Firefly. Oh, I own it. Yes. Yeah. I never did see Serenity, though, the movie. Oh, you're crazy. Sean. Watch that tonight. It's the best ending to a series ever. Does oh, it it's up? so it's so good. Does it follow the series? Yes. Or it... Yes. Okay. It, it provides it provides a definitive ending to the show, and like to the point of you know deaths of characters and stuff. Now you know that they're rebooting Firefly, and I heard it's not with the same actors. Yeah. That's is bullshit. it is it Joe Sweden that's gonna do it though? I heard that yes, he is doing it, but it's not with the same act. Meanwhile, those actors go to every con available and show up, and the fans are there for them. I don't know well, why. It did continue as a comic, right? That yeah, it? yeah, it did, it did. But oh, you gotta watch Serenity. You're cr- oh, dude, watch it tonight. Talk to me tomorrow. Uh, all right, we're going to get into one more song here. One more. <laughs> Another song. All right, so this band, I, I actually have a live read on this one. Um, my my new friend, actually, uh, from, well, originally from New York City, but she's in, stationed in Germany now. Um, we're going with Lynn's Intentions, okay? Uh, and when I talk to her, she they're huge KMFDM fans. And I'm going to read what she sent me. This was their uh, press kit. Um, okay. With dark synth beats, a smattering of searing metal guitar, or cinematic effects, Lynn's Intention launches their new album, Ravenous. Redesigning the sound of dark wave, the beats hammer, the lyrics provoke with shamanic. Shamanic? If you're a shaman, are you shamanic or are you shamanic? Shamanic. Shamanic, not satanic. Maybe satanic. Hey. Uh, 
shamanic chants. True, yeah, true to form. Shamanic chants, piercing cries, and poignant melodic refrains, creating a dramatic and cinematic feeling that at times almost sound soundtrack alike. It, it, that's how it's read. Dark and disturbing lyrics traverse fantasy landscapes of imagination and cutting reality of life and human behavior. Sometimes philosophical, sometimes political commentary, and sometimes darkly humorous. She is funny, by the way. Um, Lynn. Designed to tear away the veil of childhood and strip humanity down to its bestial or bestial elements. As Lynn says, I cast a mirror on society. I strip away the lies of childhood. All this blends into a package that can only be called original, although it has roots clearly grounded in dark wave area. There are elements of industrial, cinematic strings, and effects, and on some tracks, intense metal guitar riffs in minimal format, and they shake the listener out of his malaise. With tracks like You Drink the Poison, good song, and Dumb Prayer, I've seen the video, one has the feeling you will be forced to confront your anger at the world and its ways. But other tracks like March for the Better Man challenge us to rise above, only to be turned back down again by the sore reminder of our species' origin and when the god rules. When the dark god rules. Whoops. When the dark god rules. <laughs> There's, there was something in the way. There was some dust on my screen. This is dark wave fusion at its best. An almost cinematic journey through a dark world. New music from a dark world from Lynn's intention. Pretty much sums it up, I will say, with everything you've heard. Yeah, it's completely accurate. Um, I think you really just kind of have to hear it. And you have to hear all these tracks. You know, don't just listen to one track. They're they're very, very talented, really good. Um, you know, I, I used to go to, uh, you know either friends or girlfriends, we would go to the upstage or to the various, oh. we'll say the upstage yes. dance nights in Pittsburgh. And, um, you know, I, every weekend, practically multiple nights I, I would be out and, uh, we would, we would go, you know, and uh, get a couple drinks in me and then we'd dance like literally the entire night. You know, I would sweat probably five pounds <laughs> a night. I would, you know, I think that's how I stayed. Well, I smoked back then too, but you know, I think that's how I stayed very thin, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm still really thin, but not quite as thin as I was. <laughs> You're in good then, shape, but... brother. <laughs> no. By but, the way, uh, I just, I just turned 50. So I, I can say that. And I'm 42, you know, and I, you know, I, uh, I, you know, right before uh, the pandemic really kind of, well, right before the lockdown, I want to say that back in February, uh, my best friend um, that I grew up with since I was like five years old, um, we went to a goth dance night in Pittsburgh and we made a pact that we were going to go and do this again as soon as you know, everything is lifted and you're actually allowed to go and do those things again. Um, because we, we used to go out and we started, it was just me and him and we'd go out and we'd just, you know, and then, and then we let other people kind of bleed into the mix and it became, I think over time it really kind of became less fun and we just got away from it. But, um, you know, when we, when we went back in February, we were like, man, 
this feels we got that feeling like this was the first time we did it again and to get that feeling back you know to have that feeling of this is new this is like you know something fun wow you know to have to have a a a vision of that what it was you know was pretty powerful and i think we had a lot of fun so hopefully 2021 we're allowed to do that kind of stuff again and Mm -hmm. this is definitely a band that i could hear you know you know playing with all the greats that would be played you know all the big bands and all the different you know uh bands sort of in that dark wave vein like you mentioned yes Uh, i agree um was it metropole that did ceremony yeah metropole metropole sunday services yeah yeah, on Saturday, well, Saturdays, Metropole and Rosebud were side-by-side clubs. Yeah, and I love that. A, yeah. They had dancing on one side. And rock on the other, yeah. Yeah. I well, dug that. And at some point, it was dancing on both sides, and it was more sort of like trance, techno, house music on the one side, mm-hmm. and the other side was more, you know, your more dark wave kind of more industrial goth sort of acts, stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, I mean, you could, you know, I remember then you could kind of go between the two clubs even, I think. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. They had a little doorway. It was great. We had, uh, we had um, membership. Uh, we got membership to Metropole so we could go up to the members lounge up above and hang out and, uh, you know, sort of, I guess, you would call it these days, you would call it pregame, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before you go to the of dance floor. But yep. yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, big time. And uh, this, this band, you know, this song that you're going to hear, it really kind of reminds me of those days and that music. And yeah, it brings back a lot of memories, good memories. Yeah, and I, I, I miss the upstage and all that stuff. Uh, all right, so Lynn's Intentions, uh, guys, girls, you can get it all on Amazon. New album is Ravenous. Go on Amazon. Amazon. Look up Lynn L Y N N S Intentions and look up uh, Ravenous. But we're gonna play something older, earlier. Uh, Fear No Evil, um, which is a collaboration with one of her friends. Did I hear a dog? I hear a puppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. They she, she's apparently. Uh, they they think they heard something. They heard a noise, so now they're. Well, they did. <laughs> and they're about to hear uh, Lynn's intentions. All right. Good introduction, girls. Father, what's the best thing? What's the best thing?
Thank you for sticking around. New music for you right now, unless you already know these bands, which would be good too. But you're gonna hear more of these bands. And uh, that you just heard uh, "Fear No Evil" from Lynn's Intentions. Let us know what you think. Again, we're gonna be interviewing one of these bands first, depending on the feedback from you guys uh, and girls. All right, so Patrick hit me up from this next band, uh, Nine Stitch Method. I hear a lot of, I know you've heard things too. I I hear Korn, I hear um, Manson, 
And you threw something at me too. I was just like, yeah, that that that's true. Um, what well, you... like the the singing, this well, there's a couple different vocal styles going on in, in this song, but um, singing wise, a li- the, the singing parts remind me a little bit of like Dope and that's those sort of bands. The music definitely reminds me a little bit more of sort of in that vein of Corn, yeah. maybe mid era Corn. The bass, yeah, uh, and. Um, uh, you know, but there's definitely the more sort of gravelly growling sort of vocals too in there. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, definitely. This is definitely going a little bit more, a lot more rock, you yeah. know, than, than, than what we've played so far. And, um, they're a good band. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the song that we're going to hear is well-produced and, uh, as I'm sure the rest of their stuff is. And, uh, you know, I, I really like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually holding the, uh, the CD here that was given to me by Patrick, who uh, does most of the vocals and guitars. Um, Jaywalking Somna... I can't... Why do you guys do this to me? Somnambulist. Somnambulist. I know it's a term. I think it's Somnambulist. Somna... Really? Somnambulist. Somnambulist. Really? It's 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 Somnambulist. I can't remember what it means. I remember our friend... uh, John Ellenberger. Um, he, oh, uh, yeah, we all know him as something different. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Daggers. He, uh, Johnny Daggers. Johnny Daggers. He. Um, yeah, Noctambulist. There, well, I, I remember there was a there was an artist that uh, I met at a Greensburg show a long time ago, and um, she played violin, I think, and she went her artistic name. I think she went by it somnambulist or somna somnambulist or however he said but um i want to say that he knows her or knew of her from that time period and uh oh really i I can't really remember what that means exactly um i'm gonna have to look it up now i think it means uh, sleep paralysis um by the way i i want to throw this at you i I, I should apologize but (laughs) Um, okay. So first of all, how is your sleep paralysis going? You know, um, I haven't had that happen for quite a long time, but I, uh, it actually happened to me in the last two weeks. I want to say I thought I broke the curse. It's cause you haven't been around me. Yeah. I, I, I had it happen. Um, and every time's different, you know, sometimes, you know, I get this distinct feeling like something's like trying to like almost like take me from me, if Oof. that makes sense. Do you well, know what I mean? No, that's the way people explain it. I'm trying and, to understand it. Sometimes it's just like you feel like there's a pressure, like there's like, you know, something there. Sometimes you feel like um, I had a really weird thing happen to me not that long ago. I, I woke up in the middle of the night. Actually, for the last few weeks, I've been waking up in the middle of the night and just can't go back to sleep. And um, That's a lot of us. You're not alone there. I, I, um, I went downstairs in the middle of the night, and uh, I, I don't know if I went down to, to – I had to go to the bathroom or brush my teeth or something like that. I, you know, I, can't, I can't remember. But I, I, I definitely you know, went downstairs and um, I was I, – I, I think I was brushing my teeth and I looked in the mirror and behind me in the basement there's 
a uh, glass block window, and um, we have a cutout where there's a where we can vent, and it's you can you know you can see to the outside, and um, I could have sworn it like freaked me out. I remember I went like ice cold, like got the chills all over my body. I could have sworn I saw like a little gray's face <laughs> looking in the window at me. I, fr- I like froze and freaked out. Okay. Here's, and- the, here's the situation. I was going to hit you up with this a lot earlier. Um, all right. So, um, don't care what you guys think. So I'm going to stay there for three weeks and sit at the end of your bed all night long. Um, and monitor and I'll have every device that I could possibly have and make sure I, I need to get feedback. You know, do you guys snore? Or I need to know that so I can like know what you're not into this. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think my wife snores lightly and I snore a little bit and, and the dogs definitely snore. We have okay. our one dog. So you'd be okay with me just sitting there for three weeks at the end of your bed? Sure, if you want to, whatever okay. floats your right. boat, buddy. All right, very good. There we go. That's what's going <laughs> to happen. Um, okay, there's a plan, folks, and uh, report later. So nine such method. <laughs> How we got into? All right, let's get into nine such method. Um, you can get all their stuff on Bandcamp. Uh, they have a new. They have new stuff up now. Uh, new album, Life After You. Again, Patrick McElravy and Josh Kolick, um, right here in Pittsburgh. If you dig this, uh, let us know, and we'll get them on the show next. Again, if you like any of these bands, let us know who you like first. And that's our next interview. But again, band camp for these guys and the song. This is the song Jars. Enjoy. We're going to get right back to you. And uh, hopefully Sean will still be there.
Also known as JD Token Sports. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Drop the G. Podcast, JD Token Sports. Drop the G. I said it twice. I'm not going to say it again. Here's my rant for today. Explain to me how Disney keeps putting their freaking thing on there, and then it's going to take a year or two for them to all the new series to come out. And why does Mandalorian have to come out one a week? And the boys on Amazon Prime, why is that one a week? It's a it's it's a pay service. Give me all the goddamn episodes. Also, Hulu, two different things. You pay more money so you don't have commercials. If not, you have to pay with commercials. So they give you this bundle with ESPN Plus and freaking Disney and Hulu. But Hulu, you get the shitty package, which means you got to watch all these goddamn commercials. If I wanted to sit through commercials, I'd watch a show in regular time. It's just bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm paying for a service. There should be not be any goddamn commercials in the goddamn thing. Why is Cobra Kai taking so goddamn long to come out? Why January? Why is all these shows taking forever? I mean, Disney takes forever with this crap. Sporting events. Fake crowd noise. What the fuck? There's no freaking fans there. I don't need to hear booing. I don't need to hear, you know, screaming to the crowd. There's nobody there. There's no defense. There's nobody watching the goddamn games. It's in a damn empty freaking stadium. Get rid of that. Also, all this Zoom shit. I was watching uh, Let's Make a Deal today with all these fans and sporting events with people screaming. In the, they have nothing better to do that people sitting there in front of their TVs waving their hands and everything. The Lakers tonight are going to get their rings, but they're going to wait because they don't want to get the banner put up until fans come back. Good for you. I can't really feel sorry for athletes whenever bitching and moaning when I'm living in a 400-square-foot apartment with my girlfriend and surviving and thriving, might I add. The two of us, together, since March. And when I hear freaking Ellen DeGeneres complain about her apartment, that she was stuck in her, her multi-25,000 square foot fucking house, and here we are surviving in 400 square feet, where I work out in the apartment, because I'm not going to the goddamn gym, because all these idiots with no masks on think it's okay to touch everything, and then I'm going to touch it too and not get sick. Yeah, that's, that's a story for another day. But when I hear the, all these celebrities complaining and all this whining, people whining all the time, how tough it is. Oh, I can't spend the holidays with my family. Meanwhile, the former uh, uh, Dr. Czar, whatever her name is, spent, spent on her island in Delaware with three generations of her family. It's called fuck you money. That's what it is. And the rich just have different, they, they just do whatever they want. It's ridiculous. I just read someone in my town, because I'm on this group, you know, that they have a mom group in every town, that someone left money out for her freaking garbage man for the holidays and someone stole the goddamn envelope. What, what is wrong with people? It's the holidays. Have a conscience, goddammit. Disgusting. Thank God Wonder Woman's coming on HBO Max. I can watch that. And that, for another thing, Roku took forever to put HBO Max on the Roku. Guys, what takes you so fucking long? Really? You couldn't get it on the Roku? What are you, fighting over this shit? And let me tell you, all these movies that are coming out now, more shit than good stuff. There's a lot of crap out there. Thank God the series is good. Saved by the Bell, the reboot, which I never really watched the TV show, reboot was really good. There's a show on Cinemax, Warrior, also very good. There's a lot of good stuff out there. What else do I want to rant about? I, you know what? I, my health, health is wealth. As long as I'm healthy, I don't give a shit about anything else. So I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Celebrated that. Happy Kwanzaa for everybody. And 2021, I know can't come here soon enough, but 2021 is going to be the same as 2020. There's going to be lockdowns. You're going to be stuck inside. So might as well listen to Kettle Whistle Radio and JD Token Sports. Drop the G and listen to some good stuff. We'll talk to you more. 
I'd love to hear more from you. Listen to my show. Rate me. Rate Kettle Whistle Radio. Great stuff done by here by, by, by my man, D. And that's all I got right now. Peace out. I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Hi, right. I'm Cody, and I play in a band called Godzillionaire. And guess what? Um, in our upcoming live shows, if that should ever happen or not happen, it will be with the help of musicians from a band from Lawrence, Kansas, called the Blood Dobbers. And you should look them up, or I'll fly a plane into an embassy building. It would be nice if you said Kettle Whistle Radio somewhere, too. You know what? You know, what? You, you know the reason why you're listening? to Kettle Whistle Radio, and they fucking rule. Fuck you, unless... Uh, whatever. Oh, we should have been sponsored. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, Cody. Thank you. Somebody else who doesn't threaten the embassy building. Call back. Did I say that? When is when is there better been a better time to threaten an embassy building? I, I feel like you know. Oh, like, Tear down <laughs> your local statue. Casting, bro. Like you might actually fly under the radar. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, Don't you might. Did I say that? You get to <laughs> Here we go. Hey, we're back, folks. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, again, oh, man, all this stuff, most of it is on Bandcamp, but you just heard Nine Stitch Method. We're going to move along here. We got more music to play for you, but we lost Eddie Van Halen this year, and uh, that's kind of, I, I'm in disbelief over that. And uh, I just, I don't know where you are with Van Halen in your history. Yeah, I, I mean, I was definitely a Van Halen fan. I listened, I listened to a lot of Van Halen. I, I'd say I'm most familiar with their hits. I never bought any of their albums. I never, um, you know, I, they're definitely a band that I liked. And I would, you know, I would never turn a song off, you know. Right. Um, but, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a... I guess I wasn't a true Van Halen fan. Okay. Well, no, I, I go, I dig deep. DOA is my favorite song. And of course I always love a cradle of rock and, um, uh, Oh God, there's just so many to talk. Anyway, I was l listening to a lot of interviews and Sammy Hagar was talking about Eddie and, um, 
how he had <laughs> it took um, a comedian, a mutual friend, George Lopez, to who you guys should know, uh, for Sammy to pick up the phone and call Eddie in February this year of this horrible 2020. And um, and George Lopez is like, hey, Eddie loves you, Sammy. You got to call. You got to call Eddie. And he gave him the number, and Sammy didn't have the direct number to Eddie before that. He did, but he didn't know he had it. Called it, and they hooked up like they were old friends again, and at least they closed that chapter. Uh, I listened to Wolfgang, and uh, talking about the Tool show, where uh, those those assholes came up and said, hey, can you take a picture of us? And they thought they wanted to take a picture of Eddie with them, and it was just a picture of them at the Tool show, and Eddie Van Halen and his son were at the show. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't hear anything about that. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah, Wolfgang and uh, well, Wolfgang and um, Eddie thought Justin Tran- uh, Chancellor of Tool was like the most incredible bass player of all time, and I would agree, he's definitely up there. Um, and he was there basically to watch Justin Chancellor. This is Eddie Van Halen, and these fans came down to say, "Hey, what's up, man?" And they wanted, "Hey, can you take this picture?" So they went up to the old guy who was Eddie Van Halen to take the picture, but not be in it. <laughs> So I I think I did hear something about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, it's old news. Yeah, I, I'm I'm preaching old news. Um, <laughs> but Wolfgang also talked about Eddie's um, alcohol issue and a lot of that, and all of us that perform anxiety. He had this anxiety. He said, "My dad was not just an asshole. He had this anxiety thing, and he had to drink before he, not all the time, but before meeting or playing or whatever. He, it was an anxiety issue, and it controlled his anxiety. And let's face it, the dude could freaking play. So, all right, and here's another blurb. Scott Ian, um, he was in a studio in L.A., and uh, it, it happened to be a joining studio where somebody was shredding Van Halen, and Scott Ian's like, oh, my God, this guy's he's fucking nailing it. He's nailing it. And in walks Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> they were recording. <laughs> and he and Scott Scott Ian was just like uh, just enamored. He just he couldn't believe that he knew who he was. He's like, we've met before, but like I'm you know, I'm Scott Ian Anthrax. But he knew who I was, you know, and he acknowledged that. And I thought that was really, really cool. But yeah, I have a lot more Eddie Van Halen stories, so but um all right. Any anything else you got on that? If you don't, I can move on here with some horrible mentions of horror movies this year. No. Okay. One of the favorites. I got to mention horror movies. The Color Out of Space with Nick Cage. Enjoyed it. Anything for Jackson is one of the messed up films. I've one of the more messed up films I've seen this year. Um, and if you're a fan of The Boys and Aya Cash, um, watch Scare Me. Because she has a great role in this movie, you know, well, in Scare Me. But she plays what's her face in The Boys. I forget. Are you are you up to date on The Boys? You're talking about the Amazon Prime show, The yeah. Boys, superhero show. Oh yeah. yeah, I love that show. Yeah, well, you know who Aya Cash is. Uh, no, I don't. That's the actor's name. Yeah, well, no, it's it's a she, and <laughs> and uh, oh, she actor. she wears the black cape. Oh, the the Nazi chick. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think Nazi. She's a Nazi. Okay. Anyway, all right. I enjoyed Scare Me, which is on Shutter right now. Show, not in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Right. Good enough. Uh, Dishonorable horror movie, Black Christmas, that came out what this year or the year before. There are two great. One great, the original Black Christmas. The one after that in two thousand two thousand three is okay. It's pretty good. Good slasher. 
This last one, I couldn't even finish watching it because I thought it was just a, a horrible film. All right, so I'm done with that. Um, and the Mortuary correct, uh, Collection, or Correction, if you will, on uh, Shudder is pretty damn good. And me and you watched something you made me watch. And we're mutual fans of Killing Joke, the Death and Resurrection show. Did I lose you? Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I muted myself. Good. Yeah, Killing Joke, the Death and Resurrection show, the documentary about the band and how they were into all kinds of magic and the occult. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm just going to bring up one thing from it. I don't I, I want our listeners to go and watch it. It's on Amazon. Oh, yeah. But um, especially if you're a Killing Joke fan, you have to watch oh, it. Oh, you but, have um, to. I never knew that they went to the pyramids <laughs> in Cairo and for their, what was it, their 94 album? Oh they recorded God. in 93. It's uh, incredible. Yeah, I love that album. They um, they went and recorded vocals inside of the King's yeah. Chamber or something. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> like, that is like pretty amazing. That had to be very expensive, I imagine. Going that extra step, if you will. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was blown away. But just the the fact that I don't you don't know where the mysticism and the drugs come into play or the combination of there's so many missing chunks of their history. And this movie, again, the death and resurrection show documentary, I can't believe. Uh, well, they've started and stopped so many times yes. and, just you know, inner turmoil sometimes. And a lot of times I think it was just Jazz Coleman kind of. <laughs> Going off the deep end, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, uh, Martin Atkins, I was reading an interview recently about how, um, you know, he recorded drums for the Extremities, Dirt, and Various Repressed Emotions album, yes, which we've played before. Uh, uh, Money Is Not Our God from that album uh, in the interview we did with, or the interview you did with him, where I was infamous. infamous yes, folks. Yes, <laughs> folks. He was here. Martin Atkins was we interviewed and poor Sean was on call for work literally downstairs in Helm's deep while I was in the headquarters talking to Martin Atkins, go back and listen to it because it's classic. And I'm so sorry, Sean, Sean, we're going to get him back. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we were talking, I was reading this interview about, you know, something to do about, they were basically just fed up with jazz at that point and more or less (laughs) kind of ended killing joke. And, um, you know, that's when they started Murder Incorporated with um, Paul Ferguson, the drummer, and then Martin Atkins was the second drummer, and uh, Paul Raven was the bass player, and um, uh, Chris Conley was the singer um, from, you know, everybody should know him from, well, not only his solo work, and uh, but Ministry and the Revolting Cox. Revolting Cox, yeah. And, uh, We've been trying to get him. Yeah, and uh, the um, the guitar player also. So basically, it was Killing Joke with Chris Conley singing, and uh, uh, the Murder Inc. album. I thought that album was pretty amazing. Yes, um, but that was a one-off album, and then Killing Joke reformed again. You know, minus Martin Atkins at that point because he was doing Pig Face and everything else he was doing. Everything but, else. Go yeah, back, go back, great, folks. Great Listen. Documentary. Listen, listen to that Martin Atkins um, interview we did in the 150s to 200 episodes. I'm not you sure. Know, and that's not just a, a 
a documentary film. I, I want. I believe that there is a book called the Death and Re- Does Death and Resurrection Show. Also, I think so, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That 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 you turned me onto that. I turned other people onto it, and and the people that I turned onto, they're like, "How did I miss this band?" First of all, I don't know if you like rock at all punk whatever they were the they were the best punk rock industrial metal whatever you want to call it they, they without being any of the above they didn't have the elements of it they just were killing joke and, and they had an attitude to go along with holy it. shit did they have an attitude and you know uh, you know it, as you'll see in the documentary like big name people like jimmy page people jimmy like that. page yes was a big was- fan Big fans of Killing Joke, and yes. uh, you know, it's just pretty amazing body of work. And you know, of course, they opened up for Tool on the last tour that they did for the new album Fear Inoculum that came out. Absolutely, um, yeah. That. All right. Well, that in mind, we're gonna get to our next band. Uh, we're gonna cross over into uh, a heavier, heavier stuff here. No names, okay? Um, no names again. They're Machine Man Records. Our guy Chris Bollinger, who has been setting us up with this music. No names. The thread is the song we're going to play. Um, I, of course, I think you heard it too. Godflesh. Oh yeah, they are. I don't want to. You know, I I want to be respectful of them and not. Call I know. Them. I know. Man, when I first heard that track, I was like. Are you sure this isn't Godflesh? Right. Like, you know, and I'm a big fan of Godflesh. We both so are. Naturally, I'm a big fan of No Names. And, uh, you know, um, I, I really like the I really like the song. And I, I, I've listened to several of their songs and, um, you know, since you turned me on to them, and I, I really like them a lot. So Absolutely. If you like, we'll say, the music of Godflesh or... Um, Max Cavalera's uh, other band, Nail Bomb. Oh, hell yeah. Um, you know, if you like that vein of music, uh, you're definitely going to love this. So you need to check it out. No names. You can get this. Check out the uh, Till Death Do Us Part sampler from Machine Man Records on Bandcamp. Here's No Names.
bask in the wackiness of Boku Askew TV. A YouTube channel featuring sock puppets, irreverent comedy, bizarro imagery, and oddball silliness aplenty. To watch now, visit youtube.com slash TV. And we're back, and yes, uh, that was No Names. Till Death to Us Part, sampler on Machine Man Records. More from Machine Man Records. Um, real quick, uh, on this part, towards the end of the show, I bought Life Magazine today, um, remembering John Lennon. And I'm looking at it 40 years later, and at the same time, Life Magazine put out their Jesus Christ um, magazine. Now... You're too young to remember this, but now you'll remember this. I'm flipping through it. Um, John Lennon said, we're bigger than Jesus Christ. And I'm wondering if Life put this out on purpose to see which cover (laughs) or which magazine sells more copies, the Jesus one or John Lennon. And I'm sure somebody was behind that. Anyway, what do you think about that, Sean? You You think Life magazine was pulling out our heartstrings and pockets? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I think years from now we'll probably find that those will be collectors' items, yeah. you know, to to somebody that that collects that kind of stuff. I think but, it's uh, numbers. I really think Life Magazine. They sat on the board and said, you know what? Let's see which copy sells more, the Jesus or the John. And uh, I don't know. I don't know myself. <laughs> Sad times. But just- you know, is it a reflection in some way of the year that we've had? The horrible year. We lost so many. Um, I you know, still can't believe the Ch- is it Chadwick Bosick? Chadwick Boseman. Bose Boseman. Th- yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, is we lost. I can't. He was so young. I, the people Black we. Man. Yeah, the people we lost. Boseman. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, you know, and kind of wrap up. Um, 2020 has been a hell of a year and uh, a lot of people have lost their lives obviously and you know this this thing continues to go on into 2021 but you know we've we've done quite a few uh, of these apocalyptic shows and I think this is going to be the last one in that series it is Uh, but uh, I just can't believe looking back you know, everything that's occurred and um, how fast time has passed, really. You know, it just seems like 2020 went by in a blur. Um, lot There was lots of good in my personal life, I think, in my family. I don't think I know. But, you know, just everything else outside of the, the small lens of my world, you know, just there's a lot of crazy year insane well said well put there's nothing better you could have said it's um yeah so we will consider to be your satellite of love through the uh darkness if we can Uh, the music has gotten me through it so it always um, does i've been introduced to a lot of new bands you know through you 
and uh, through other friends and, you know, just through my own meanderings. And, um, you know, I think music and, and books, uh, especially music and books and, and, you know, my friends and family have, have gotten me through this, but, um, you know, and my love of martial arts, um, you know, that, um, that's gotten me through all this, um, and running. I, I think I, I, I did a whole lot of running this year. Um, you're a Jedi, dude, you're a Jedi. It's mind, body and matter. You found the right way to get through it. Yeah, I think, I think I've been training, you know, mm. and now that you say that, it kind of makes me think of that, you know, it's true, you know, and, uh, you know, obviously I'm going to continue to be healthy in 2021 and I hope, uh, that you will as well. Yeah, and, uh, I know you Listen, will. Man, and, uh, um, I don't know. I try to do different, but okay. I, I just look forward to, to hopefully being able to see a lot of my friends that, uh, you know, I've talked to obviously like you, but we've never, we've not gotten to spend you not know, enough. Yeah. Again, together, folks, so we we are still remote. It sucks. We got together once. Yeah, once we did one. We did one show together when things seemed like they were, you know, in a in a in a good place finally, or at least a better place. And uh, yeah, but yeah, too many too many close calls out there with people getting sick and you know just yeah. You know. Young people dying. Um, I, I I have texts on my phone two today. People in their forties that died. And I'm like what? Like yeah. I I didn't see that coming. But okay. Exactly. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Rough. It, yeah. It's been rough. It, this uh, just a terrible year. But yeah, we're looking forward to the future. And like you said, going oh, the upstage ceremony, Metropole, people getting together, moshing, dancing, whatever the hell. Yeah, we got to do it again. And that's what this is about. So uh, I want to say thank you real quick to uh, some uh, collabor- collaborators. Collabor- collabor- I can't say that word. Collaborator. Anyway, D Factor. John Young does a lot of our music in the background. Kettle Whistle. Kettle, I'm sorry. Kettle One by Electric Prawn does our, our, our well, one of our soundtracks and um, intros. Intro and outro always is done by Yard Panther. And uh, Fashion Trashin, look them up. That, that show is blowing up. Jay Asadi has new music coming out. Check him out. He's always busy. Go on Instagram. Get, get me at, at Fairly Dark and Twitter. I hate it. I'm not good at it. Um, Instagram, kettle.whistle.radio.com. Me and Sean, Sean Felbush, David Fairhead on Facebook. What else you got, Sean, before we go out with uh, our friend here, <laughs> I, I would just say to uh, it's I you can't know, even say the song. Stay safe. Um, you know, uh, find things that that you love to to keep you sane, and and you know, really kind of gravitate towards that stuff. And um, you know, uh, if you get a chance, you know, to support our other um, shows that are on Society Thirteen, Society Thirteen dot com. That's right. Um, you know. Take take a listen if you haven't listened to before. There, there's a lot of other good material yes. out there um, from our from our other um, podcast providers on the network, and uh, you should uh, look them up and support them as well. Absolutely, the pop off with Martise and definitely the Queens of NC17. Queens of NC17. If you like your horror with bad sex advice, the pop off pop culture with Martise. That's my partner. 
look them up. And uh, hey, if you want to buy a comic book, Dr. Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist at Burning Bulb Publishing or BurningBulbComics.com. Help me out. We're all looking for help these days. We're going to go out with our buddy, our, our new friend, Lene Herzog, who, we, who was introduced to us by um, Matthew Hages. Did I say it right this time? I hey, think so. Hey, Dis, I believe. He, he told us how to say it. Uh, of Mr. Vertigo. Mr. Vertigo, they, they have a new album out, which we are going, going to be playing uh, <coughs> at some point. But um, yeah, and Lene's Garden, she has something else. Well, you can look her up. Super Spreader video release premiered at once virtual venue on YouTube. But check her out. Lene is very interesting, but she did this band called Power Slut that we're about to go out with for the holidays on a happy note. <laughs> and it, Power who? Power Slut. <laughs> gotta love it gotta love it only a girl can do that all right in closing <laughs> we have nothing <laughs> this uh, year this no. year sucked all right Check out this song it's a christmas song this we're is about a, to yeah. be in the new year we're like a day and a half away from the new year so when you hear this it'll be the new year <laughs> but this is this is our christmas song to you to you and the rest of the world uh, and and friend <laughs> Folks, friends and fiends, thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to close out. This is the end of the apocalypse, as Sean said. And we're going to move on from here and uh, have a much more aggressive music for you in the future because that's what we do. Correct? Correct, Amundo. All right, correct, Amundo. All right, folks. <laughs> All right, steer clear <laughs> clear headed. Stay clear headed and. Uh, Stay stay safe, all right? And thanks for sticking by us. Oh, yeah, and never forget Yard Panther. Go back. and They have a new album out and stuff. Check them out on Bandcamp. All right. Take care. Bye. Everything's closed on Christmas Except the Indian lunch buffet Covered with snow on Christmas Home for the holidays Chinese food place Teeming with Jews on Christmas It's not my
thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. I like Airplane. I know you do, but WannaBet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. 